Good morning. Hope everybody's doing well today on this wonderful and fabulous Friday morning. And uh, I'm sure everybody's glad it's finally the weekend. It seems like the weekends are never long enough. But I do trust everybody is doing well today and uh, ready to to hit the day running and see where the Lord may lead us and guide us and where he may place us today. And uh, no matter where you're at, just let's always make sure we're using it to the glory of God and uh, be able to strive to be a witness for him. Uh, and if you're simply going to Walmart or wherever you may be going. Uh, good morning, Mr. Clark. And uh, so uh, just keep that in mind as you're out and about your day. Of course, we know, uh, as always, the world is in total anarchy and chaos, it seems. Uh, in Utah, there was uh, massive uh, rioting, and uh, uh, so uh, because police officers were cleared for doing their job. A man had a gun, was told repeatedly to, you know, I, I can't help but think of the movie Liar, Liar with Jim Carrey, Obey the Law. And he used an expletive, but, uh, you know, it is, you know, if you just comply with the cops, guess what? And how easy, uh, you know, it would be to not get shot at and not, you know, bad things to happen if you just comply with what the police officers are telling you. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, uh, so here this guy got, uh, here he had a gun, dropped the gun three times, picked up the gun three times, would not listen to police officers. And they did their job, and uh, the man was obviously dangerous, but they are in the wrong, and they are demonized, and so therefore they're rioting in Utah. It just um, uh, absolutely blows my mind. It really does. You know, this whole Black Lives Matters, uh, you know, it, it doesn't matter. Uh, and the reason why I say that, look at a little eight-year-old, eight-year-old uh, little uh, African-American girl who was gunned down. Look at the man in... Uh, uh, up in uh, Seattle, <clears throat> excuse me, or his uh, nine-year-old son was gunned down. No, nothing said about that. No writing about that. Nothing on black-on-black -black crimes. Nothing said there. It's only when there's a it involves a white police officer and a black man. That's the only time you ever hear uh, them talking <clears throat> and writing, causing chaos. Uh, nothing's being done in the communities and. Uh, this, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, I don't know what's me this morning, um, this fallacy that there's some uh, uh, mysterious force out there that's, uh, you know, I mean, racism is real. I mean, let's, let's, let's put it that way, but there's some mysterious force out there working against those of color. I, you know, there's there's no empirical data to support 99.9% uh, .9 of the, of the uh, rhetoric that's being pushed uh, out there, uh, and uh, it, it is uh, nothing more uh, than a ploy to try to, uh, as Salinsky said, rules for radicals, to uh, destroy this country and rebuild it back up in a new socialistic way, and that's exactly what the liberal progressives are doing. So, you know, that, we need to see what's really going on here, not the, the what we're seeing on the surface that the media is uh, pushing out there. And I like to know who's paying these individuals to go out. And I know first people usually say sorrows. That may or may not be the case. Uh, but just I heard from uh, firsthand information at this uh, rally in Rogersville that um, uh, the uh, one of the uh, hotels there are booked completely from people from out of state. So these people are being shipped in from somewhere uh, to cause this, uh, uh, these, these problems that we're seeing. 
And so without a doubt, we're going to need to pray uh, for this, uh, for our country. And uh, uh, because God's the only thing that's going to heal uh, what's going on. Uh, Mrs. Taylor says, pray for my sister, Christy Rose. She's back in the hospital. Radiation treatment to start next week. Sorry to hear that, Mrs. Taylor. And uh, we will definitely be, be praying. All right, my friends, let's uh, stand, if you will, if you're able to, uh, depending on where you're at, you might be driving, <laughs> and uh, who knows where you're at or, or and, uh, what you're doing as you're watching or listening to these devotions, but we're going to stand and place our hands over our hearts, and we're going to say the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. I, uh, if you never understood what why we say that pledge, uh, get a chance. I post it on Facebook, but listen to Red Skelton. I tell you, that I don't think it could be said any better than how he puts that and what uh, uh, that represents and what that pledge means uh, when we say that. That is uh, it's very heart-touching, and uh, uh, it really uh, brings uh, education uh, to uh, what that stands for. But uh, good morning, Mr. Lee Miller. Uh, but anyway, uh, let's go ahead and let us look at today's scripture. Uh, we're going to uh, look at uh, Isaiah 53, and we're going to look at uh, verses 3, 4, and 6. It's not that verse 5 is unimportant, but I, those are the main verses we're uh, of focus uh, this morning. So, uh, But I may go ahead and read uh, 5 anyway, just because it's there, and uh, it's, uh, it's a good verse, a great verse, and read it many a time. So I'm going to bring that up so you can read along with me as I... Uh, Bring up, get this passage here. Isaiah 53, verse 3. He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. All we, like sheep, have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way, and the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. As uh, me old pappy always says, bless this reading and the hearing of it to our hearts. Well, my friends, you know, we're looking at uh, uh, the main reason why I wanted to look at, uh, focus on verses 3 four and six is one of the main focal point that I wanted, I wanted to look at here in Isaiah 53 is talking about sorrow. Uh, when you look, you know, we've discussed Oscar Wilde, uh, Wilde uh, and, you know, of course, he's been known for many literary works. Uh, one uh, in particular, uh, De Profundis, I don't know if I'm enunciating that correctly, but it was a piece of work that he wrote while he was in jail. And uh, talking about, in reference to, uh, he has learned more in sorrow uh, than he did in pleasure. That sorrow, uh, in essence, is being like being on holy ground. And, uh, you know, pleasure 
can be fleeting. Uh, pleasure may not be so much fulfillment, but we can learn a great deal in sorrow. So that brings us to another passage I feel we need to read this morning. And, and I don't have a slide for that, so I apologize. But uh, is Ecclesiastes chapter 7, uh, verse 3. Uh, and we see Solomon here. Wow, I don't know who's calling us early in the morning here at the house, but uh, <laughs> uh, hopefully my wife will get that here in just a second. Uh, verse 3, uh, sorrow, apparently she don't know where the phone is at. <laughs> uh, sorrow is better than laughter for, okay, uh, hopefully, uh, <laughs> I don't know why she's not getting the phone. I apologize for that. Uh, I really do for that interruption. I'm so sorry. Uh, sorrow is better than laughter, for by the sadness of the countenance, the heart is made better. Uh, and then, but you also look at verse 2. It says, It is better to go to the house of mourning than to go to the house of feasting, for that is the end of all men, and the living will lay it to his heart. So we see that sorrow is better than laughter, for by the sadness of the countenance of the heart is made better. We see in verse 3 of Ecclesiastes chapter 7. And... Um, uh, when we're looking at that there, you know, you may say, well, how world is sorrow better than laughter? You know, how, how is uh, sorrow, as Oscar Wilde was talking about, and, and uh, uh, is, it could be uh, like being on holy ground. Well, when we deal with sorrow, sometimes it, it makes us have to uh, take a hard look at our lives. It may take us to uh, look at um, uh, where we're at uh, spiritually, where we're at emotionally, uh, how we deal uh, with sorrow, how we deal with pain, how we deal with these situations uh, may be a direct reflection of where we're at spiritually with Jesus Christ. You know, uh, dealing with pain, uh, dealing, and I'm not talking about emotional pain, uh, dealing with this kind of sorrow, uh, it, um, you know, I know the old saying is, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Sometimes it, uh, you may think, well, I wish you just go ahead and kill me. That's how bad it is. And um, the only thing that's going to get you through those times of sorrow and pain, particularly with dealing with heavy loss, and uh, you may be dealing with the loss of a spouse, you may be dealing with the loss of a child, which is, is unbearable to even think about as a parent, uh, loss of a parent, you know, you, you have these things, and, and, what does, and what's bad is, is not only do you have that pain uh, of losing that individual, but then every holiday, every uh, birthday, all these things are a constant reminder of the loss of that individual. Now, that is painful. That is horrible. And it, it, is, it is hard to deal with. Sometimes it feels like you can't even breathe. It feels, you know, there's, I've told people who have dealt with pain that it feels like uh, waves in the ocean. There are times that it uh, goes out and you feel moments of peace and you think you're dealing with it well. And then all of a sudden, if you've ever been in a strong current in the ocean, it's like a wave will come about and knock you down. Well, that's the way sorrow is sometimes. Like it just knocks the, the breath out of you. Don't think you can breathe and how you can even continue to go on. But we can take, for those of us who are saved and knowing that that loved one is saved, we will know that we'll see that individual again. Now, I know there's people out there who say, well, I don't know if they were saved or not. How do I know? You know, and they want that peace of mind. They want that validation. Well, we don't know what happened in the last few minutes of their lives, the last few seconds of their lives, they may have turned their lives over to Jesus Christ before it was too late. We don't know. That's why I pray and go over the plan of salvation, even with people who are in a coma, because I believe that they can hear me. And so that's why you know I reassure them that we don't know. So let's just give to the Lord. Let's trust in that. And that's all we can do. 
But um, dealing with sorrow, you know, we know that we'll see that person again. Now, that is not to, you know, I don't say that to minimize pain. See, I think some people have a, have feelings of guilt uh, when uh, uh, they say, oh, well, I shouldn't be upset because I know where they're at. I know I'm going to see them again. So they, they, they not only do they have sorrow, but then they, they have a false sense of guilt to think, well, you know, I, you know, I shouldn't be feeling this way. No, that's fine. It's okay. You know, you miss that individual. You'll see them again. It seems like a, a, a long time uh, before you'll see them again on this version, on this, on this reality, on this world, it does. But remember, in God's time, remember a thousand years of the day, days a thousand years, by the time we get up to them, it's going to be like a few seconds. You know, it's going to be maybe just a few minutes uh, time when they got there, you know, and, and they're going to turn around. They're going to be like, well, I just got here. What, what are you doing here? You know, I mean, really, I mean, if you look at it in God's time, even though it may seem like a, a, a you know, a great number of, of time uh, that has surpassed in our in our lives. But uh, but one thing I can tell you, you know, and with, with you dealing with sorrow, like I said, those are the times of growth. Those are the times of reflection. Those are the times that you may depend upon God more than any other time in your life is when you're dealing in times of pain and sorrow and emotions. Uh, and um, that you know goes back to the, the poem Footprints when, when Jesus was carrying uh, that individual and they only saw one set of footprints. But, um, you know, when you feel that pain, now here's something you've got to do. When you're dealing with pain, when you're dealing with sorrow, See, that's when we have to share. That's what God wants. He wants total dependence upon Him. You know, right? we need to put away uh, selfish uh, ambition and, and glories and, and pride and covetous. We've got to be completely humble before God Almighty. We have to be completely dependent upon Him. And where your focus is will determine how you deal with sorrow. And the only way that you can do that, all right, is. When you start to feel that pain coming on, you can sit there and you can dwell on that pain. You can sit there and focus on that loss and you will be miserable and you will be down and you will be depressed and you feel like you can't even get up off the couch. Or when you feel that pain coming on, when you feel that sorrow and those sad thoughts coming on, you can say, you can redirect that immediately and say, Lord, help me to focus on you. Help me not to focus on the loss. Help me to focus on you. Let me focus on your glory. Let me focus on your strength. Let me focus on your love. All right? Redirect. You have to do that. If you're going to sit and listen to sad, sappy country songs and terms and watch terms of endearment, things like that, what do you think is going to happen? You are going to be depressed and you're going to be sad. But if you watch stuff that are funny, things that are, that take you know that uh, that will make you laugh, that those you know that obviously the antithesis of that you're going to have some joy. So it's a matter of where your focus wants to be. You could focus on the one day of loss, or you could focus on a lifetime uh, of this in, of this individual's life. No matter how short or how long it was, you could focus on the good times, the laughter, the fun. You could focus on the good memories of that individual, or you could focus on the one day of loss. And that's that. And that cheapens that that cheapens that person's life. If all you're doing is focusing on the one day of loss instead of their lifetime of the things that they did when they were alive, you know that's uh, that's what we need to do. So when you, you know, and that's why, you know, we, uh, I think it's important, even though I, I think Isaiah 53 uh, verses 3, 4, 6, or 1, 5, 2 is, is important uh, and, and is, is, well, it's gravely important. I think it's awesome. You know, again, that's, that's uh, I, I mentioned this, I think it was yesterday, 
that this is uh, prophesying what Jesus Christ had to do 750 years before he did it. Uh, so we can see that prophecy fulfilled. But, uh, you know, but we see here in Ecclesiastes 7, 3, sorrow is better than laughter, for by the sadness of the countenance, the heart is made better. You are made better. You are made stronger. Why? Because in those, mo those times of sorrow and pain, you have the ability to depend upon Jesus Christ more than any other time in your life. You, have, you can draw upon his strength. You have time to reflect. You have time to, to focus on the good things. You have time to focus on uh, what God wants for your life. You have time to, to, uh, to draw upon strength you never knew existed, and that strength only comes from God Almighty. Now, don't sit here and think that I've got it all together, and when someone dies, I'm like, oh, well, you know, I, you know hey, Remember, Jesus wept, and he knew he was going to raise Lazarus from the dead, all right? It's okay. When Stephen died, when he was stoned, they knew that he was in the glories of heaven, but they, they, they lay, lamented they, 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 with great sorrow. They cried. They, you know, so that is natural. That is a part of life. Heaven forbid I lose one of my family members. I, I mean, it, it, it is devastating, you know, without to say the least, but I know where my hope is at. I know where my strength is at. That's why I pray. You know, my parents are getting older. And it's and it is, and and I have to be careful, because I I am bad about focusing on the the negative sometimes, and also much as negative as in uh, uh, having a bad attitude. I'm just talking about sometimes it's easy to wonder what am I going to do if something happens to my dad or my mom or something like that. But uh, uh, what I can do now is be in preparation. And what I mean by that is, is as much as it kills me to see my parents getting older, that's why I pray daily, God, I pray my dad will live another 30 years. He'll live way into his 90s. But the chance of that happening, I mean, I'd face reality uh, that may not happen. So I pray daily, God, give me the strength to endure and persevere if that, if you, if your, your time, your, your, uh, God decides to take them before that, I'll get out here in a second. Uh, like a skipping record, got to smack me in the back of the head and get me going again. Um, but uh, give me the, the strength uh, to endure and to persevere. Uh, give me the peace that can only come from you. That peace that surpasses all understanding. See, I'm praying for that now. See, he doesn't give it to me now because it'd be wasted. Just like Corey Tim Boom, when uh, her and her father was going to take a trip, and his her dad had the already uh, pre-bought the tickets and. Uh, uh, she said, let me have the tickets. Let me hold the tickets now. And he said, no, you don't need them now. You don't need them till you get uh, at the train station. You're getting ready to board the train. That's when you need the tickets. Right now, to give them to you, it'd be wasted. Sometimes the strength uh, that we need or we think we need, we're like, well, I want it now. Well, it'd be wasted now. We, God will give it to us uh, when in his time and when he's ready. So when you're dealing with sorrow, realize it may be a teaching moment, so to speak. It may be uh, a point in time in your life that may define you, but remember, it is only God's strength, God's peace that will get you through the most difficult of times. And that's why we can read uh, uh, wholeheartedly uh, verse 3 of Ecclesiastes 7, sorrow is better than laughter, for the, by the sadness of the countenance, the heart is made better. But here's the thing too. See, this is why it's important that we read Isaiah 53, all right? Because 
He is despised, rejected, a man, uh, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid as if our faces from him. He was despised and esteemed him not. Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. In verse 6, all we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord hath laid on him iniquity of us all. So the point is, God, Jesus Christ has been there. He understands our pain. He understands our sorrow. He's not a God. I think some people think that God is, is separate from us and he has no understanding and comprehension of our pain and what we go through. But what uh, we can, but one thing we can take confidence in is knowing that Jesus Christ understands every pain, every temptation. He has been there and he understands that and he strengthens us. He helps us because he has endured more temptation and pain and sorrow than we could ever imagine. Jesus Christ is there to lift us up, to guide us, to get us through the most difficult of times. But you've got to first put your hand in that nail scarred hand and let him hold you and let you let him carry you get you through those most difficult of times. Let us pray. Then, Father, Lord, we thank you, love you, and praise you. Lord, thank you so much for this wonderful day, and thank you for this beautiful day that you've blessed us with. And, uh, Lord, I just pray that, you know, I know there's a great many people out there. Lord, I, you know, you know their hearts and minds, and you know they may be dealing with things emotionally, mentally, spiritually, uh, dealing with sickness, dealing with loss. And, Lord, uh, that are dealing with sorrow. And, Lord, I pray strength upon these individuals. I pray peace upon their souls and mind. And, Lord, let your spirit be known and felt. And, Lord, let them draw upon you and not try to rely on their own abilities to work through these situations. And Lord, for anyone watching this morning that doesn't know you, let them pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose to the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill with you, Holy Spirit. Lord, be with us. Lead us, God, and protect us this morning. And Lord, I just pray that you will uh, uh, be with this nation, that you will uh, heal this, this chaos, this anarchy we're seeing, Lord, that you will bring peace upon this land. Lord, touch the hearts and minds of these individuals. Let them come to know you before it's too late. Lord, I just want to lift up my sister in Christ, Kim Penix and Wendy Lee. I pray that you be a daughter Taylor's sister, uh, that you will guide the doctor's hands, that you bring her to full and complete health. Uh, Lord, I pray that you will um, uh, be with uh, Linda David Feathers and Roger Winters. And uh, Lord, I pray that you'll be with Ronna Thelma Thompson. And uh, so many prayer requests, concerns I receive daily, and sure will be done in those situations. Let our police officers know they are loved, they are needed, and they are appreciated. Give our president the wisdom, the knowledge, the understanding, and the discernment for the running of our country and the protection about him and his family. Lord, we thank you, we love you, and we praise you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, my friends, I appreciate y'all for watching. Uh, Mrs. Taylor said, I'm sorry, Mr. Taylor, I just uh, seen your comment here. Uh, losing my husband brought me closer to God. How awesome is that, Dad? I'm sorry for your loss, uh, Miss Donna, but I'm glad that you were able to draw closer to God through that, uh, through that loss. Uh, but uh, my friends, don't forget uh, this Sunday morning from 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. You can uh, be at Fountain Life Bible Church. Dr. Vicki, I'm going to bring the morning message and his message title. He sent me the uh, uh, the title last night. Uh, Jesus, Charlie Daniels, and John Wayne with a dash of Paul is the name of his uh, sermon title. So you don't want to miss that. Sunday evening at 6 o'clock, we'll continue our study in Hebrews. But uh, I'm trying to keep an eye on the weather. If it doesn't rain, 
bring your lawn chairs, your blanket. We're going to have an outdoor service, uh, Sunday evening service uh, this Sunday. And uh, so be sure and come on out and uh, uh, we're going to meet together uh, outside uh, Sunday evening. If you'd like to share these devotions, you can always find me at uh, Dr. Young 77. And uh, if you don't, if your friends or family don't do uh, social media, they can find me on YouTube at Dr. Matthias Young or on our website, uh, the uh, FLBConline.com. But uh, if you haven't already, uh, oh, uh, Willie Eastep says, see you, sir. See you, Mr. Eastep. Have a good day. Uh, if you haven't already, be sure and uh, listen, uh, subscribe to the Dr. Young Chronicles podcast on Apple iTunes. And uh, you can listen to uh, audio only, list all the devotions, all of our sermons there on, uh, on that uh, podcast. So hope everybody has a great day today, a fantabulous day. And remember, live each day as if it were your last, because one day it will be. Thanks for watching. God bless. Mm-hmm.